Welcome to Conversations with Leaders, where we talk with cloud leaders from commercial enterprises to the public sector, hearing their perspectives on innovation at scale when it comes to people, culture, and organization. So, Martin, thank you so much for joining us today on Conversations with Leaders. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Certainly. Uh, tell me a little bit about HackerOne. Well, HackerOne hacks you for your benefit. Okay. So we bring all these external hackers to you to figure out the holes in the web system or a mobile app. And then we tell you how we broke in so you can fix it. So it's a way of using the good force against the bad force. Interesting. Interesting. The best way to improve security. So, so lots of our AWS customers have, have run into challenges hiring and retaining skilled security professionals. How do you overcome that? I think everybody who is looking for a job is looking for a meaningful job where they have enough autonomy and where they can become masters of what they do. So if you offer such an environment, and if you're ready to hire, like in security, you have to hire up-and-comers because there aren't enough trained sure. people. So, But if you give them a reason to develop their career and, and become stronger and better, then I think you will be able to find good people. Interesting. So how, how have you been able to retain the security talent within your organization? Well, we might be special at HackerOne because this is what we do. And we have 250 people inside the company, but we have an external community of half a million hackers and security experts. Wow. So we have more people than we need. And actually our customers come to our community to recruit good people because they show through their hacking how good they are, and then they can advance into professional careers. What do you think is the most interesting challenge facing security organizations today? Well, I think everybody needs to make sure that they reduce the risk of re breach, which is a very obvious risk. And, and many seem not to know what to do because there are millions of things you could do. You could buy more firewalls. You could try to do anti-phishing training. And like, how do you decide where you go? So deciding that, prioritizing the actions is probably the most challenging and difficult task today in cybersecurity. Is there a particular priority that you would give based on your expertise? Well, I, I, I read the S1 filing of Slack when they went public, and they said in cybersecurity, it's very important. They have three main initiatives. Okay. And number one, they talk about organizational security, building organizational hygiene into the whole organization, making everybody aware of it. So that's right. number one. Number two is security by design. Mm -hmm. So making sure that when you develop software, you think about security right. from the get-go. And then thirdly is external checks and balances, somebody on the outside validating what you've done, and they have a public bug bounty programs where hackers keep hacking on them, and then they know how good they are, and they can fix it. Fantastic. So the from the organizational perspective, uh, what have you seen, uh, what are some traits that have been successful in implementing a strong security culture within our organization? We should learn from the airline industry, because Flying is safe today, but it wasn't always. And it's a little bit the same with cybersecurity, that it isn't there yet. And one is, reason is that we, we apportion blame to somebody when something goes wrong. Right. And yes, a CISO needs to be responsible, but when we look for root causes, it has to be a blameless uh, uh, retrospective into what happened. And getting to this blameless culture where knowing that people will make mistakes and then you fix them quickly. Right. That will lead to a strong culture. But it's so difficult because, of course, when things go wrong, you look for somebody to blame. Right. But you should it's look just for natural. The, it's natural. Right. But you should look for the root cause and fix it and, and then uh, try to create a blameless culture like they've done in airline safety. So what do you think are 
one of the biggest challenges from a from an organizational perspective in building out a security culture within within a in a large enterprise. Well, I think most large enterprises are undergoing some sort of of digital transformation now. So many of them are moving workloads to the cloud. And it is a huge opportunity from a security perspective, but it means they must change their view on security. It's much more AppSec focused. And the good news, of course, in the cloud is that the cloud vendor will take care of all security in the cloud, and then the customer is in charge of the security of the applications. Right. which makes it easier, but it does mean they have to change their look at it and how they deal with it. And they have to weave security into the, the software development lifecycle. And that is a big change that needs to happen. And it's happening in many companies, but it really needs to happen. And in, in addition to building security into the <clears throat> software development lifecycle, there's also the challenge of making sure that security is, is quote unquote, everyone's job within the organization. So, yes. so how, how do you see uh, companies looking at security holistically across the entire organization and making sure that everyone from the mail clerk to the CEO understands the importance of security and yeah. can raise their hand and say, I believe this to be a security issue without having uh, retribution, for, for lack of a better word, for, you know, for crying wolf on, on a security issue. Right. I, I actually think the, the answer here is sort of maybe a little bit unexpected, but you have to make security something positive. So traditional security was a place where they said no. Correct. And it has to become a place where they say yes and. And they, everybody sees it as a business enabling function. And if it is seen as business enabling, then everybody will be ready to make proposals. Sure. They'll say, we need to fix this because otherwise our business is harmed. And if we fix this, we can grow faster or sell more or something like that. And you make it a positive thing by signaling it from the top. So the CEO needs to make statements to that effect. That needs to show is important. it is important and it is in an enabler of business. And we all know that at the, the far end, the consumers who at some point buy those products directly or indirectly, right. they do today care about security. That's what's so wonderful. Right. Regular citizens, they are not experts on it, but they have learned to demand good security from their vendors. So I think it will come that way. But you really have to flip it around and turn it into a business enabling function. And at that point, everybody will be ready to participate. Certainly. So do you know of any uh, specific stories or anecdotes that, that you've seen companies implement a strong security culture? We have a very good example in Europe, uh, an insurance company that turned this into sort of a corporate-wide effort. When they do their um, monthly customer magazine, they write about cybersecurity. In their annual report, they feature cybersecurity. They invite hackers to their office to hack their systems. Oh, fantastic. And and they invite regular employees to participate in anti-phishing training and campaigns. And then people realize that that is the place to be if you want to advance in your career. So it's a a recruiting tool as well. It is, and both internally and externally, because even internally, they realize that if you're not part of that cool movement, then maybe you won't advance as fast in your career. So they've turned it into this wonderfully positive thing. And now everybody, including their customers, see them as a very progressive, positive, great company to to trust. That's really great great news to hear that. It is. It's amazing. Of course, they are very progressive, but anybody could do this and they can turn it into a strength and a positive thing. A difficulty here for many organizations is openness is good for building trust. And in security, we are not used to openness. The old school of security told you to keep everything secret. Obscurity. Obscurity and and just a few uh, people who had 
some sort of access to the information. And you actually have to turn that around as well and say, no, we are open about security. It belongs to everybody. We have shared responsibility. Right. And it actually works. That's fantastic. What do you think are one of the most interesting challenges for security organizations today? Well, I do think that working with hackers is the key to the future. In, in cybersecurity, we face an asymmetric threat and we haven't known what to do, but it's clear. We have known since thousands of years that with asymmetric threats, you need to have a pooled defense. You have yeah. to pool the defense forces. Working with hackers is exactly that. The same hacker who helped Pentagon, helped the Marines, helped the Air Force, helped Goldman Sachs, General Motors, that same hacker can work with you on, on solving your problems. And for a security organization to realize that there's this enormous talent pool outside well-intended, well-behaved people who will help you and right. you reward them when they help you. That actually can catapult your security operations uh, very quickly because, of course, you pay for the result, results you get, but they are not full-time headcount and you can access them very quickly and you didn't train them. They got trained by hacking into systems all over the world. So that is, it's an amazing opportunity for security organizations. And we see it when people start doing it, that they come to us and say, we had no idea we could get so much value so quickly. And I imagine that gives them a certain level of comfort that uh, their security systems are as robust as they believe them to be when they have experts, uh, such as people working for you, uh, yeah. to, to, to try to penetrate their systems. Exactly, because when we come in and try to hack your system, right. if we hack in, you're happy because we found something you can fix. Sure. If we are unable to, you're even ha happier. Exactly. So whichever way, it's always good to ask the good guys to try to break in. Martin, thank you so much for joining us today on Conversations with Leaders. Thank you, thanks for having me. Thank you.